Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the next shoe to drop in this massive, what appears to be now global conspiracy to suppress scientific information about the coronavirus from getting to you is the next shoe to drop hydroxychloroquine. Yesterday, we discussed how, is this a Chinese bioweapon? Was this a Chinese bioweapon, the coronavirus? Well, it appears they were trying to create a vaccine. That's what I would do, create a vaccine very early if I was creating a bioweapon. And what's awfully odd is the woman involved in the creation of the vaccine super early before anyone knew it was going to be a global pandemic is now dead due to unexplained reasons. That's awfully bizarre, isn't it? Don't go anywhere. Today's show is going to be an eye-opener. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online activity free from prying eyes. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. We had a few false starts today. A little aggravated, some technical stuff. Not anybody here's fault, but mm, the show is important to me. It's what matters to me. The tech has to work. That's a wink and a nod. Some people listening know what I'm talking about. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by We the People. Listen, it's getting crazy out there. More and more of you are realizing the importance of exercising your right, the God-given right to self-protection in the Second Amendment. If you're going to have good quality firearms, which you should, good quality ammunition, you darn well better have a good quality holster, one that's secure, safe, keeps your, uh, keeps your firearm in there securely. These guys are more than just holsters at We the People holsters. They're a destination for patriotic Americans. This is my We the People holster right here for my Glock 43. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Check out their complete line of patriotic shirts, their 100% American-made tactical gun belt, the proprietary talon buckle, and even their own line of bacon jerky that's absolutely flying off the shelves. It's amazing. Most importantly, We the People holsters are custom molded. Look at that. You can see it right there. It's a custom mold, not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's custom molded for your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw with thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters. You're sure to find the right fit for your lifestyle. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit for your firearm, send it back for a full refund. Go today. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. Hey, uh, just a reminder again, my Fox News show, uh, second episode, going to be a little different this week. Going to surprise you a little. I think you'll be very happy with how the show um, opens. Going to be a little different. Going to try some more like the podcasts. Should be interesting. Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. Set your DVR now. Unfiltered with Dan Bongino, my new show on Fox. Thanks for your support. So, ladies and gentlemen, is hydroxychloroquine the next shoe to drop? Now, I, I assume uh, we will be banned by both Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, all these other destructive, fascist, totalitarian entities. Their only goal is to crush free speech and their ideological opponents. Because if you dare mention hydroxychloroquine, there's another large conspiracy to make this go away. They will probably scrap my stuff. I don't care one bit. As someone said on social media, and I saw, hey, listen, us conservatives are going to need a whole bunch of new conspiracy theories because all of our old conspiracy theories are now coming true. One of the, quote, conspiracy theories was the crazy idea that, uh, God forbid, hydroxychloroquine, a commercially available drug that's been around forever with a relatively safe profile, that, by the way, we have a lot of experience in this household because my wife takes it because she has lupus. She's okay. She let me tell you that. Been taking it forever. 
My wife has had no problems. That does not mean there are no side effects to the drug at all. It does not mean you wouldn't have, but it just means that she's taken it for a long time and we have personal experience with it. That's a fact. The drug does have a relatively decent safety profile. It's been used for a very long time. But because this Trump tweet happened a long time ago about hydroxychloroquine, the media, which is totally uninterested in facts anymore, divorced from reality, and I cannot encourage you enough to ignore these total clowns. The media is now in the process of actually getting people hurt with their misinformation campaigns. I am not kidding. Trump tweeted out March 21st of 2020. Hydroxychloroquine plus azithromycin taken together have a real chance to be one of the biggest game changers in the history of medicine. The FDA's move mountains. Thank you. Hopefully they'll both work better. He's talking about uh, and put into use immediately. People are dying. Move fast. God bless everyone. He tagged the FDA, CDC, and DHS. Well, because the media is stacked with absolutely ideological losers with no respect or dignity for their own profession who can't figure out journalism as if it kicked them in their collective asses, the media saw Trump supporting hydroxychloroquine all of a sudden said, well, if Trump supports it, we have to be against it. Well, what does the science say? Doesn't matter. They didn't give a damn about the science. These are not serious people. These are buffoons, clowns who should be ignored at every opportunity or people are going to get hurt. Why am I bringing up hydroxychloroquine now? Because this is going to be the next shoe to drop. The next enormous media scandal, a concerted effort to crush a potentially, potentially, potentially beneficial drug in the treatment of patients with severe COVID infection, the suppression of a drug simply because Donald Trump said it may work. These people are human filth. They could have gotten people killed. Why is this re-emerging re again? Because, as you can see from this new research study out, it's an observational study, and nobody should jump to any conclusions on anything because we actually do science stuff here, unlike media lunatics, which are solely interested, it appears now, in getting people hurt by countering political narratives first and doing science second. Here's a new study. Observational study on 255 mechanically ventilated COVID patients at the beginning of the USA pandemic. It's by Smith, Mendoza, Dobesh, and Smith. Two Smiths in there. What does the study show? Well, we can look at it and we can see what the study shows. Causal modeling establishes that weight-adjusted hydroxychloroquine uh, chloroquine and azithromycin therapy improves survival by over 100%. QTC prolongation did not correlate with cumulative hydroxychloroquine dose or, HG, or HCQ serum levels. Um, so there's another study out there that, because there are more out there, showing some efficacy of hydroxychloroquine in uh, treating patients with severe COVID infections. Well, the media didn't like that. This is a new study, by the way. There are many others. You can see them yourself, by the way. But because Trump, of course, said he uh, liked the idea of hydroxychloroquine treatment, it could, could be safe and effective, and asked his FDA to look at it, these media clowns, clowns, decided that it would be better to attack this drug with a relatively safe profile and decades of use because they don't care about your health. They care about attacking Trump. Here's a supercut hat tip, uh, Tom Elliott. I believe this is from Grabian. Um, no, no, I, this is, uh, I'm sorry, this was not from Gabriel, but it is a supercut nonetheless. This is back when Trump said hydroxychloroquine could be a potential treatment. Here is a supercut. I had to cut this short. It actually goes on for two minutes where I found it. 
Here's a supercut of media people attacking hydroxychloroquine because Trump said it worked, even though we have this new study now indicating it may, in fact, be effective. Again, joining the other studies that have said that. And they're going to cite a very specific study in The Lancet. Check this supercut out. Then on the other side is I'm going to show you about that study in The Lancet. Check this out. The largest study to date of its kind shows that hydroxychloroquine does more bad than good for coronavirus patients. The study of 96,000 hospitalized coronavirus patients on six continents found that those who received that drug promoted by Donald Trump as a, quote, game changer in the fight against the virus had a significantly higher risk of death. Taking hydro, um, hydroxychloroquine despite mounting evidence that it doesn't work against COVID-19 and could, in fact, be harmful. Mr. Trump said his hydroxychloroquine treatment would likely end today, the same day a leading medical journal, The Lancet, warned not only does the drug not offer benefits, it could cause harm. That moved on from absurd and sort of insane to potentially to a potentially deadly threat today when The Lancet published the results of a new study. But a new study published in the medical journal The Lancet today says the drug did not help hospitalize coronavirus patients. Instead, that study says it made them more likely to die. On Monday, he announced he is taking the anti-malaria drug hydroxychloroquine. A new study links the drug to increased risk of death and heart arrhythmia in COVID patients. You know... uh, by the way, hat tip daily caller for that. Thanks, Keith, during that, because uh, I listened to it too. So, you know, I hear it. So I had a second there to gather who it was. You have to hat tip appropriately. It's the right thing to do. Folks, I'm really, I have to apologize for my frustrations here today. I, I just, I, I can't get over the country we're living. I really can't. I'm, I'm having a hard time getting my arms around the fact that we supposedly live in a free society where the one entity who are supposed to be the guardians of truth, that's what they're there for. They are literally written into our Constitution, freedoms of the press. It is right there for any person with the literacy of a first grader to read. They are a protected class in our Constitution. Their freedoms are guaranteed. Our founding fathers thought the press, an honest, fair press, was so important, they wrote it into our Constitution. Engineers aren't in there. Doctors aren't in there. There's nothing about astronauts in there. There's nothing about, but there's nothing about you. I mean, these are teachers. These are important people. They are not in the constitution, but the press is. And these complete buffoons who have been granted this enormous responsibility to be the guardians of truth and justice, to expose corruption, to, 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 to bring truth to power, have totally abdicated their responsibility, and I would argue to you, have become a bigger threat to your safety and security in the republic than even some corrupt politicians, which was is totally an inversion of the purpose of a free press. They were supposed to call out the corrupt politicians, not facilitate them. Why do I bring that up? Because that's a rogues gallery of the current media motley crew of losers. Moscow Maddow, uh, Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter, all the other was Chuck Todd. And I mean, just the, the gold and silver and bronze medal losers of liars in the media Olympics. And they cite a study in The Lancet that says, listen, this hydroxychloroquine, this could be really dangerous. This could even kill people with heart arrhythmias. Um, You know what's interesting? I did not see an equal amount of coverage to this retraction on that Lancet study right here. Lancet 
New England Journal of Medicine retract controversial COVID-19 studies based on surges for your data. Did you see an equal amount of, hey, listen, I'm sorry, we screwed up. We shouldn't have attacked this hydroxychloroquine based on this Lancet study. It's been retracted. Well, by the way, remember the Lancet? Yeah, the Lancet. Here's a screenshot here for those of you watching on Rumble. The Lancet, the same pseudoscientific uh, magazine journal signed by Peter Daszak, Jeremy Farrar, and Joanna Mazet of Predict that supported the idea that it was not a lab leak and it was a, 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 a zoonotic origin, a natural origin of the coronavirus. There's the Lancet right there. The Lancet did that too. So the Lancet waved everybody off the lab leak theory, which looks likely now. And the Lancet also published this, which they were forced to retract, saying hydroxychloroquine is a very dangerous drug and could actually kill people. Gosh, that's awfully strange. Do you see how the press... The corruption of the press in America has filtered down to Hollywood, to elites, to academia, to science. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not hyperbolic to state every institution of importance right now in America that could lead the way in calling truth to power has been absolutely corrupted, absolutely corrupted. The only people we can rely on, the leaders we have been waiting for, to quote my friend Ginny Thomas, are us. You are responsible for the truth now. The truth tellers are you. You have been lied to by scientists. You have been lied to by government officials. You've been lied to by science journals. You've been lied to by the media. You've been lied to to politicians. Trump was right again. It appears this drug could be effective. And that there is another conspiracy. It's not a theory, this conspiracy. It is an actual conspiracy. It's not a theory. I just played for you media people harping on a Lancet study, a Lancet study that was retracted in what appears to be a coordinated effort not to call out hydroxychloroquine, but to attack Donald Trump through a drug that's been used relatively safely for decades. And we have experience right here in my house. I've taken it. You want to toast your muffins a little more? Here's an email Dr. Fauci received from an Eric Nilsson. Appears to be one of his scientific uh, buddies here in the field, in the arena. He said to Dr. Fauci, look at the date on this, March of 2020. He said, the other drug I have and have told my family and some friends to get is called hydroxychloroquine. It also seems to be effective and safe. That's interesting. We're just hearing about this now. Dr. Fauci seems to have heard about it in March of 2020. Folks, it's falling apart. I'm, I'm really, it's falling. There's no excuse to quit. I am not done. This country is worth saving. It is the greatest country in the history of humankind, and it is still the greatest time to be alive. And damn it, it's worth saving. There's no walking away. There's no quit. There will ever, never be a quit. But I'm telling you, we have to be reaching rock bottom soon because what's going on right now is a total disgrace. We have the potential of a Chinese bioweapon unleashed on the world that killed millions of people. People are turning up dead who were involved in the creation of a vaccine. We had a drug that could have helped, which our academics, media clowns, and politicians colluded to suppress the results of that drug to make sure their political opponents got elected out of office and were made fun of. What kind of society do we live in right now? This is a disgrace of the highest order on the disgrace scale of 1 to 100. This is a 99.9. Folks, this story gets worse. Not only was there a conspiracy 
to suppress hydroxychloroquine as a potential treatment. There also appears to be a massive conspiracy to suppress the lab leak origin of the coronavirus or the potential of it. I'm going to get to this timeline in a second through an excellent piece in the Epic Times that you need to read by Hans Monkey, who's great, and Jeff Carlson is terrific. And it lays out a timeline that is so disturbing. Again, you have to say to yourself, it is, this has got to be time that we develop an entirely parallel economy, an information economy based on the truth, because the information economy fed to us by the media, academics, and leftist politicians is an economy of lies. We need to build an economy of truth-telling and freedom of speech again, and it will never be done with these fascist tyrants on the left and their media and science buddies. I need some good news for a second. All right. <laughs> but I am hungry, uh, so that's the only bad news is I got to read this Omaha steak sale. When I get hungry, it makes my <laughs> mouth water. That's the o- right? It's my only, the only downside to this. I love this stuff. <laughs> Hey, summer's almost here, which means Father's Day's right around the corner. Go today to omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar and order Dad the Get Out and Grill assortment. I got mine. Includes 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love. Ultra juicy burgers, plump chicken breast, steakhouse fries, caramel apple tartlets, four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. These strips are aged 30 days, and they're delicious. Put them on the grill. Get those grill lines. Cut those babies with a plastic knife. They're that good. They're tender and juicy because age equals tenderness. Plus, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. This package is a 59% savings. We're an Omaha Steaks household. We love it. It's a huge discount. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino, and get Dad the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Plus, get free, four free New York Strip burgers today. Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience, then go over and eat the stuff with him. It's that good. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino, omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. Go today. You'll love it. Great food. All right. Getting back to this timeline. Folks, we could be looking at a just massive conspiracy here. It's a conspiracy theory. It's not a theory when you produce actual evidence, boneheads on the left. This is a wonderful piece. It'll be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe. It is free. We will not spam your inbox, I promise. But you will find articles like this, which are must-reads every single day. Jeff Carlson, Hans Monkey, Epic Times. Emails reveal how influential articles that established COVID-19 natural origins theory were formed. There isn't a better article out there right now that lays out how the media, political buffoons, Fauci, and so-called scientists colluded to make sure you never learned about the lab leak theory, which looks like reality at this point. I'll go through the timelines quick, and then I'll get to the screenshots from the piece. Here's the timeline, because I want to give you the bottom line up front. On January 31st, Fauci and his team, they see this article in this science magazine about the potential for a lab leak. This is in January of 2020. The dates are important. Follow the dates on this, and this will all make sense. Obviously, panic breaks out. Fauci and his team and his allies in the, quote, science community don't want anyone to hear about this lab leak hypothesis. That's abundantly clear right now, given the timeline I'm about to give you. That's January 31st. They read this science article. Panic breaks out. January 31st. That's that Christian Anderson email we'll get to in a little bit that talks about the virus being potentially, quote, engineered. Same day, January 31st, 2020. February 1st, there's a teleconference. 
What's said on that teleconference, we don't know. My guess here, based on evidence, is that probably panic breaks out in this teleconference amongst all these people where they say, holy, hit with an S in there. We got a problem. This science magazine is talking about a lab leak, and we can't have anyone talking about a lab leak that would cut off funding. Funding to EcoHealth to the Wuhan lab. That's February 1st, the day after they find out about the science uh, magazine article. February 3rd, just a couple days later, there's this meeting we discussed the other day, this National Academy of Sciences meeting. They all get together. And in this meeting are people from the FBI and the intelligence community and the White House. And all of the, quote, scientists have to keep using air quotes because they didn't act like scientists. They weren't interested in actual science or data. Make sure that they tell our intelligence community in the White House, lab leak, schmab leak, no such thing. That's February 3rd. February 4th, this guy Christian Anderson is back again. The one who just said a few days earlier, it looks potentially engineered, writes this op-ed shooting down the lab leak. Quite bizarre, huh? February 16th, Anderson publishes this Natural Origins op-ed. February 19th, Dashak publishes his own op-ed. Again, waving people off the lab leak. Folks, that sounds an awful lot like a conspiracy to me, and I don't mean a theory. Government officials working with scientists not acting like scientists, despite their information that it could be potentially engineered, doing everything they can to suppress it. Let's go to this Epic Times piece because it's extraordinary. Screenshot one. They talk about this late January reporting that emerged. This could be a lab leak. January of 2020, ladies and gentlemen, they knew. They knew they knew. Quote, the articles that reference the lab leak appear to have been part of a coordinated effort originating from, uh, the, excuse me, the articles designed to suppress the lab leak appear to have been part of a coordinated effort originating, originating from a February 1st, 2020 teleconference organized by Dr. Anthony Fauci. And Dr. Jeremy Farrar, director of the British Welcome Trust, which took place after a group of health officials scrambled in late January to respond to public reporting of a potential connection between COVID and the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Sums up what I just said. Late January, lab leak hypothesis is getting out there and reporting. Fauci and his team panicked. They organized this meeting. Got it? Folks, again, what do you need a conspiracy? What do you need to prove a conspiracy? You need conspirators. We have them. We need overt acts. We have that teleconferences, op-eds, and we need some kind of intent. It appears their intent was to get the lab leak theory off the face of planet Earth. Here's screenshot two about the open letter. This is insane. Urging, quote, solidarity with China. Listen to this. So following these official conversations, public discussion of the lab leak was actively suppressed by social media platforms, health officials and the WHO. Again, conspirators engaging in an illicit act, suppression of legitimate information. The conspirators, social media, health officials, the WHO. The first article designed to suppress the lab leak theory, I might add, was designed more of as an open letter to the public and was published on February 19th of 2020 and signed by a number of scientists. An early morning email on February 6, 2020, obtained through a Freedom of Information uh, request, revealed that Peter Daszak drafted the letter, calling for, quote, 
solidarity with all scientists and health professionals in China. How about solidarity with the truth, Mr. Dashak? Why isn't this guy in front of Congress right now? The guy who ran EcoHealth that was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology where it could have, the lab leak could have happened. Dashak's organization in the past had received $3.7 million in funding from Fauci's National Institute. At least 600000 was sent to the Wuhan Institute. An open letter encouraging solidarity with Chinese scientists. You must be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me, folks. This cannot be real. Screenshot number three. The open letter wasn't enough, apparently, folks. The open letter written by these scientists waving everyone off the lab leak, which social media and the WHO glommed onto like the fascist, anti-free speech animals they are and used it to suppress any conversations about the lab leak. That apparently wasn't enough. They needed to scare the public more. A second article now comes out waving people off. Again, from the Epic Times piece. Quote, the second article, The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, published in March of 2020 in the journal Nature, targeted the scientific community. This article was led by corresponding author Christian Anderson. Remember that guy from the email? We'll get to that in a second. Who recently deleted his entire Twitter profile along with four other researchers. Notably, of the five scientists credited with writing the article, Four had directly participated in the Fauci Farrar teleconference I just talked about, which was described in the February email from Farrar as a discussion shared in, quote, total confidence. What do you need for a conspiracy for the third time? Because there are liberals listening who don't get it. This is not a theory. You need conspirators. We have them. Social media, government officials, health officials, the WHO, China. You need an overt act. We have this open letter. We now have this other us uh, open letter directed to the public and this second letter directed to the scientific community. We have this email, these emails where people are saying things in public they're not saying in private. In private, they're saying they're potentially engineered, the virus. In public, they're saying something different. You doubt me? Here's one of the contributors to this teleconference. Edward Holmes emails Jeremy Farrar. The Jeremy Farrar telesis? He says, hey, I did not mention other anomalies, as this will make us look like loons. Anomalies in what? The virus? Jeremy Farrar's on this teleconference. Overt acts you need for a conspiracy, a teleconference. Who else is mentioned in these articles? Oh, Christian Anderson. Here's an email from Christian Anderson to Jeremy Farrar and Anthony Fauci. Two more participants. Clearly saying right here that some of the features look, quote, potentially engineered and they find the genome of the virus quote inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory overt act you are lying to people in public you are not telling them what you knew in private finally the last screenshot from this terrific epic times piece another overt act there's this meeting where the government gets involved Immediately prior to Daszak circulating the Lancet letter we referenced before, you know, the same Lancet that published the hydroxychloroquine debunk study. So prior to Daszak circulating the, uh, the Lancet letter, there was a meeting on February 3rd organized by the National Academy of Sciences. We talked about this before. It reportedly included officials from FBI, the DNI, NIH, and Health and Human Services. 
The hastily assembled meeting came at the same day request of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy Director Kelvin Drogemeyer, who asked the National Academy of Sciences to, quote, help determine the origins of COVID-19. It's not a conspiracy theory when you have conspirators, an overt act, an effort to suppress the truth. And you have it done illicitly and we'll see potentially maybe in violation of at minimum some regulations and some code of ethics, maybe at maximum the law. We'll have to look and see. That's not a theory. Folks, we're living in a very dangerous time right now, a very dangerous time. It is going to require very brave people, very brave people to speak out. I'm going to get to one last story on coronavirus, and I have to move on. There's a number of important stories, including coming up the possibly the most dangerous piece of video I've seen in a long time from a former federal law enforcement official, even though the guy is a total, total loser. I mean, a guy with no attachment to reality whatsoever. I can't believe he actually said this on television and he worked for the FBI. And if this came from the FBI and they're using this guy as a conduit, you should be triply afraid. Let me get to my third sponsor. One more thing on coronavirus, and then we'll get to that because it's super important. Um, today's show brought to you by our friends at Raycon. Whether it's for work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer. My advice to you, take your Raycons with you. Whether you're listening to your favorite book or favorite podcast, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. It's all I use. The sound is absolutely terrific. Also, they're the only earbuds that stay in my ears. Those other ones with the stems, they fall out. I don't even use them. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price. Don't waste money. You get a better price than these other premium audio brands. They don't even sound as good. Raycon looks great. They feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. They never fall. I work out with them. I do the elliptical with them too. Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. Here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. They'll get, you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. It's such a good deal. You want to grab a pair, grab a spare, grab a pair for your kids, grab a pair for your wife, do your conference calls on them. They're great. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Really love them. Thanks, Raycon. They're really terrific. Okay. One more story on the coronavirus because it's important. Because again, folks, you are the leaders you've been waiting for. You. You cannot rely on the government, institutions, the FBI, the DNI, or the media anymore for truth. It gives me absolutely no joy in saying this. I love this country. But these are all entities that in some way, shape, or form are empowered by our government or our constitution that have failed you repeatedly. You are going to have to seek the truth from other sources. There are truth tellers out there. One of them is Marty McCary. He wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. He is a medical doctor. He is a, a colleague at Fox. And he is an extremely smart guy who has been right about COVID from the start. Folks, have they been fear-mongering us again? Are they lying to us about natural immunity and variants to keep us scared again after lying to us about the lab leak, about they're lying to us about hydroxychloroquine? Are they incredibly, incredibly lying to us again? The answer is yes. We're doing science here. I understand we'll get banned by Facebook and YouTube. They are communists. I don't care. It is important. Information is out there so you can make informed decisions. 
The opinion piece is titled The Power of Natural Immunity. Studies show it's durable and widespread. If you've had COVID, you can get by with one shot of the vaccine. This is Marty Zoppet. He's a doctor. Whether you trust the information or not is up to you. I am going to give you what these studies say. Therefore, you as intelligent adults can make your own decisions. New study from Washington University, which I'm sure will be suppressed by fake book and screw tube. Natural immunity is durable. Researchers from Washington University in St. Louis reported last month that 11 months after a mild infection, immune cells were, uh, were still capable of producing protective antibodies. The authors concluded that prior COVID infection induces a, quote, robust and long-lived humoral immune response, leading some scientists to suggest that natural immunity is probably lifelong. Because infection began months earlier than vaccination, we have more follow-up data on the duration of natural immunity than on vaccinated immunity. Folks, why does this matter now? Why are we relitigating natural immunity again? Because we're not relitigating it. We're litigating it for the first time because the media has hid that too. Because they're telling people with very little scientific evidence that somehow they need a double dose of a vaccine, despite the fact that the science is indicating that may not, in fact, be true. Why did we? Well, you may say, well, what's the harm, Dan? What's the harm? In the early days of vaccine distribution, if vaccines are your thing, your decision, you're all adults, I respect that 100%, your call. In the early days, however, of vaccine distribution, we were told by the media, everybody should get vaccines. When the science now and the science before was leaning in the other direction that we should have warned people off at the time in the early days when it was still scarce, if you believe in this and you believe that it's for you, we should have warned people off who had the infection before because it appears they have strong immunity. What was the point then of giving it to people who already had? I, I know science. I know that's tough for some of you on the left. But again, it was so important for them to engage in fear mongering that they had to play down natural immunity. Because what better way to scare you out of your own civil liberties than to keep you frightened all the time? Second, were they fear-mongering fear -mongering about natural immunity? Also, what are they doing now? Fear-mongering about variants. Variants, all these variants, variants. Could there be a variant that could evade the vaccine? Sure. Could there be a variant that could evade immunity? Sure. Do we have evidence of that now? We don't. From McCary's piece, some health officials warn of possible variants resistant to natural immunity. But none of the hundreds of variants observed so far have evaded either natural or vaccinated immunity with the three vaccines authorized in the U.S. Uh, folks, again, we're just discussing science. If it makes you uncomfortable in the liberal media, please tune out. I have no time for you. Challenge anything I said in this show today. Anything. The liberal media lunatics who watch it. Anything. All right. Um, I want to get to one of the most dangerous clips i have ever seen you got the uh the other one the 88 stuff toogie you got the 88 stuff from fagazi too okay cool um so this guy is 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 just um i don't know how to describe his commentary on msnbc he's a former fbi official uh frank fagazi i, I don't know what his reason was fagazi but he's a fagazi Frank Figlizzi was on MSNBC 
just in recent days. And he said something so deeply troubling that if he's getting this from FBI headquarters, who probably uses some of their surrogates like this guy who's retired to get information out there, ladies and gentlemen, we all better sound the alarm right away. I want you to listen to this. This is one of the most dangerous media cuts I've seen from someone who was entrusted with a law enforcement responsibility that I've ever heard. Check this out. Look, Chris Ray testified publicly on the Hill that what happened on January 6th is domestic terrorism. What have we learned from our experience with international terrorism? In order to address that problem, arresting low-level operatives is merely a speed bump, not a roadblock. In order to really tackle terrorism, and this time domestically, you've got to attack and dismantle the, the, the command and control element of a terrorist group. And unfortunately, and I know this is painful to hear, that may mean people sitting in Congress right now, people in and around the former president. Mm -hmm. That's how you do this. Otherwise, recruitment, inciting, and, and uh, cult-like leadership continues to recruit people to violence. Folks, the most dangerous people in the world, as I've warned you repeatedly, are stupid, smart people. Stupid, smart people. People who probably have a relatively decent IQ, Decent aptitude and achievement in their life. They probably had scored pretty well in the SATs. I don't doubt Mr. Fugazi did that. He probably scored pretty well in his SATs. He got in the FBI. Um, it is a rather challenging application process. I've been through parts of it. I uh, departed the process when I became a Secret Service agent. But it is a difficult process. So he's not a dumb guy. Um, but clearly, he is not a very bright guy either. Do you understand what he's urging there in that clip? He is a former FBI official who, God forbid, he is speaking on behalf of someone in the FBI who is leaking something out there, who is urging the investigation of members of Congress and politicians because he clearly doesn't like their politics. This was a man with a gun and a badge paid for by you. Do you have any idea the downturn towards a third world republic? We would not that it's happening right now because of ideas like this, which are now being stated openly. He said the quiet part out loud on major cable networks that we should start arresting members of Congress. Uh, what's next, ladies and gentlemen? Che Guevara? What's next? Castro-like suppression? We're going to have political prisons? Where are you going to put these members of Congress? You're going to have political gulags? Do you have any idea how dangerous this buffoon's comments were on that network? Frank Fugazi. And by the way, showing you that this guy may have a decent amount of aptitude and achievement in his life and maybe has some kind of a high IQ, but is probably really, really not bright. Again, the stupid, smart people, the most dangerous people in the world are stupid, smart people. Stupid, stupid people know their limitations. Stupid, smart people think they have no limitations. Here's Fugazi. He was kind enough to cut this one. Here's Frank Fugazi. This is about, I don't know, three years ago, saying one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life on television, on MSNBC. I want, you know what? This speaks for itself. Again, proving how stupid, smart people are very dangerous. Check this out. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's the little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half mast until August 8th. That's 8 8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 eight, eight are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 eight, eight together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up 
uh, at dusk on 8-8. No one's thinking about this. Um, no one's thinking about it because it's quite possibly the dumbest thing any human being has ever said on television. This is the same guy who's recommending on MSNBC the FBI start investigating members of Congress and people in the Trump circle. This stupid, smart people. Another reason I'm telling you, do not trust their institutions as they are built right now. They are falling apart, and it gives me no joy to tell you that. Government, the media, the FBI, or court system. Ladies and gentlemen, it is all collapsing. It is no excuse to run away. This is worth fighting for, and it always will be. There is no quit, and there never will be, not in me, and there should never be in you. But this is collapsing right now. I just exposed academia, the science world, the government, which could have gotten people killed with the suppression of hydroxychloroquine, the media. Now we have upper-level people in the FBI, recently retired members, like this buffoon. By the way, it's half staff, not half, it's not a ship. You have Fugazi, who invents this the dumbest conspiracy theory I've ever heard in my life is recommending on television we start going after politicians. Can't trust anyone, folks. I got this IRS leak story. I don't know if I'll get to today. If not, I'll get to it hopefully on my radio show today as well. But proving again you cannot trust institutions, the IRS, somehow a massive trove of tax documents was leaked about rich people and their taxes. I don't care what you think about rich people and their paying of taxes. Not interested at all. The bottom line is in a civilized society, you should be able to file a tax return with the government if you're a citizen and not have ProPublica get a hold of it. You can't trust anyone. These institutions are falling apart everywhere. Now, it's not good enough for the left to attack institutions. They need to attack institutions because institutions are what gave us our international bona fides as that shining beacon on the hill. Everybody always said, even when it's a Churchill, you know, given all opportunities, the United States in the end will always do the right thing. After trying everything else, forgive me, I always screw up quotes, but you get the general idea. It's not good enough for the left to attack institutions. They have to attack the people within the country too. And the only way to sick people on, in the country, on each other, while they're losing faith in institutions, which will cause chaos, is to cause a chaos in the street. And the best way to cause a chaos in the street is to get people to suspiciously look at one another based on superficial characteristics like race. One of those people advancing these critical racism theories where we're supposed to judge people based on their skin color. It is an absolutely racist theory. One of the people advancing this theory, and we saw this on this clip here, is Ibram Kendi. I want you to listen to this video. It's about a little, a little over a minute where he advances three of the biggest lies you'll hear. Number one, he says, we don't teach slavery in the school system. Certain people are missing it. I challenge you to find me a textbook anywhere in America, a legitimate history textbook that does not mention slavery in the United States. I'll, I'll put that out there for any leftist. That's actively being taught now, not from like 1920. I mean a textbook now. I challenge you to find one. You won't. Second, notice what he does. It's the second big lie. He claims that teaching people to be racist is fighting racism. The third big lie, the voter suppression myth. He, put, he magically fits these all in one soundbite. Check this out. 
There is a push in schools across the country from Republicans in particular to emphasize the more patriotic, in their view, elements of our history, as opposed to some of the darker chapters, and in particular, not teaching the idea of systemic racism. As a college professor yourself, as someone in the education business, what's your response to that? I think I, I am sympathetic to teachers and educators everywhere who are committed to doing our jobs. And our job is to tell the truth. Uh, our job is to tell the good and the bad. Uh, our, our job is to tell the light and the darkness. And I think that's what students want. And I know I've had so many students who've come to my classrooms in colleges angry that they did not learn about systemic racism and even about slavery uh, during their K-12 through years. You know, you say to your podcast at one point, racism is harmful to white people. I think white people and some blacks are going, huh? What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. So I wonder if you could just briefly explain what you mean by that, because you said when racism wins, we all lose. Well, let's just take a, a current example. We, we of course, have, have talked about the, the way in which voter suppression policies are disproportionately disenfranchising, you know, black, brown and indigenous people. Mm -hmm. But it's also disenfranchising and making it harder for white people to vote. It's, it's making it harder for all of us to vote, you know, in these states. This is an absolutely stunning clip. So full, chock full of lies. Um, you know, we were discussing before the show here in the studio. It's amazing. Gail King in the, inter the other interview there. I don't know the guy's name, the gentleman's name there. That they didn't stop him midstream and say, do you have any evidence to back any of that up? Can you produce to me a county anywhere in America that uses a textbook, a history textbook of America that does not mention slavery? That would be number. I'll, I'll bet he can't. Second, he talks about, well, systemic racism isn't discussed. It's because it doesn't exist. There's no such thing. System, what's the system that's racist? The system that elected Barack Obama? The system that elected liberal mayors talking about systemic What system, dude? What system? You can't point to it because you made it up. That's why we don't teach it. Second, he says, well... You know, we're teaching people basically to be anti-racist. because You know, you're teaching people, it's in critical racism theory, that to be white means you're an oppressor, which means judging them by their skin color, which means you're a racist. And third, in order to buttress his point, he tells a third big lie, that there was big voter suppression that went on and it even affected white people. Ladies and gentlemen, that is totally 100% false and made up. This individual knows nothing about the data, and anybody advancing the voter suppression myth knows nothing about the data either. You want the data? Because we do data here. Find your own truth in shows like this. You will never find it from people like Ibram Kendi, who just lied on television and has no data whatsoever. Wall Street Journal opinion piece by the editorial board. The voter suppression myth. We're going to go through two elections to show you how Ibram Kendi is a liar. He is making that up. Minority turnout actually increased in the midterm elections. The number of Latino voters nearly doubled in last year's midterms. We're talking about the 2018 midterms. and came close to presidential levels. The share of black voters who voted climbed 10.8 percentage points to 51%. Similar to the increase in white turnout, 11%. Whites made up 72% of the national electorate, down from 76% in 2014. The minority turnout surge benefited Democrats who picked up 40 seats. 40 House seats, seven governorships, and six legislative chambers. But Democrats still blame their defeat in Florida uh, and Georgia and their gubernatorial races on voter suppression. 
But census data shows otherwise. So Ibram Kendi, if he was asked a simple question, Ibram, let's go back to elections. Can you actually show me data anybody was suppressed? Because it appears that there was record midterm turnout by minority groups. Of course, no one's going to ask him that. They lie all the time. And the media does nothing to stop it. You may say, okay, Dan, that's the midterms. What about the 2020 election? Well, let's go to a government website, census.gov. Headline, despite pandemic challenges, 2020 election had largest increases in voting between presidential elections on record. Jacob Fabina, census.gov. Check this out. (laughs) Here, headline, higher turnout across all race groups. Turnout rates in 2020 were higher than in 2016 for non-Hispanic whites, non-Hispanic blacks, non-Hispanic Asians, and Hispanic race and origin groups. Nothing they're telling you is true. Nothing. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. We are living in a rapidly descending country into third world status because institutions are collapsing around us everywhere. IRS, FBI, science, media, academics, we are falling apart. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. I want to show you why we're falling apart, too, because of pseudo-intellectuals like Ibram Kendi and Mara Gay. Remember Mara Gay? Yesterday we played her uh, soundbite saying she drove around Long Island, was so upset at American flags flying off the back of trucks. American flags celebrating our country in a truck. There's now evidence somehow of, uh, of some racist conspiracy to tear the country apart. Hey, when it comes to mobile phone carriers, you have a ton of options. What's the difference? Well, there's only one Christian conservative carrier in the country with broad, dependable coverage. They send a portion of every dollar you spend to support the First and Second Amendments, veterans, first responders, first responders, and the sanctity of life. Plus, you'll save money. That company? Patriot Mobile. Right now, you can get free activation plus a special gift when you go to patriotmobile.com. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team has the highest rating amongst wireless carriers, and they're standing by to help build you a customized mobile phone plan today. How do you get this deal? Go to patriotmobile.com or call 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Get free activation plus a special gift with the offer code DAN. That's patriotmobile.com DAN, patriotmobile.com DAN, or call 972-PATRIOT today. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Okay, my final story today, you know, maybe we'll get to the IRS piece too, is this Hunter Biden, again, bombshell yesterday, that there are texts and exchanges on Hunter Biden's computer, the Daily Mail got the story, where Hunter Biden's dropping the N-bomb. Listen, Hunter Biden appears to be a major loser, uh, but he's a, son, he's, a, he's a grown man who appears to have grifted off his dad forever. We get that part. We've already discussed uh, the Hunter Biden. Here's the actual receipt, Hunter Biden's computer in the Mac shop for those of you who believe, oh my gosh, how do we know it was Hunter Biden's laptop? I don't know because Hunter Biden signed for his own laptop right there. (laughs) Apparently some texts on that computer. He drops the N-bomb. Pretty gross stuff. It's amazing how when, you know, leftist associated people like Hunter Biden tweet openly racist stuff. Is there any doubt um, that all of a sudden 
you know, we should just ignore it. You know, thankfully, he's not some 18-year-old college kid who, when he was nine, sent something to his classmates that was, uh, you know, off color because then he'd be a target for an international cancel campaign. But because it's Hunter Biden and he's a protected class, the son of a Democrat, nothing will happen whatsoever. You know, Hunter Biden, who claims to have been working with the spy chief of China, took $3 million from the corrupt Moscow mayor's wife, worked on a Ukrainian uh, natural gas company with no experience in natural gas for $80,000 a month while his dad was the point man in Ukraine. Where's the media on this? Nowhere. They're corrupt, grotesque human beings who will never tell you the truth. But why is this story important? Not just because we suspect now that the son of the vice president may be a racist. It's important for a different reason. I'm sure you won't hear in the media today anywhere. Because, again, it's more evidence of our institutions entirely collapsing. What? What does Hunter Biden's racist rant have to do with that? Folks, how long has the FBI had this computer? I mean, we have the FBI case number when they took the computer over a year ago. Amazing that Donald Trump's tax returns have leaked out. Mike Flynn's conversation with the Russian ambassadors leaked out. All kinds of testimony by Michael Cohen and other Trump Associated satellite officials has leaked out to the media. And yet the FBI's had this computer for a year, and you're just hearing about this now. Racist uh, texts from the son of the vice president. So, two institutions, again, you used to trust, the FBI and the media, have failed you yet again. Not suggesting they should have leaked these, but maybe this was important that we saw this stuff. It's only the son of the vice president lecturing the world about systemic racism. Interesting, huh? When it's a Trump satellite figure involved, it seems to leak out immediately. Yet when it's Hunter Biden, it stays hidden till after elections. And then all of a sudden you learn about it because the media, the FBI, and other institutions are entirely collapsing. You know what? I want to play that video. I'm sorry. I got to play the Mary Gay video on a lighter note. And then I'll just quickly cover this IRS story because I want to motor through some of this stuff. Remember Mary Gay? That MSNBC clip I played on yesterday's podcast? The uh, New York Times, what is it, opinion contributor who claimed she was on Long Island and saw American flags on the back of trucks and she was so deeply disturbed by this. This is an American citizen. She lives, it's our country. It's her country too. And she's disturbed by our flag. Folks, this goes back to my point. I'm not, you know, I'm not just putting this up to poke fun at her, but I'm trying to make the point to you that people like Frank Fagese and others and Fauci and others are the stupid, smart people that are running this country. They are probably very smart people when it comes to test taking. That's how they got jobs at the New York Times, the FBI, and in Fauci's case, running the infectious disease associate, uh, portion of the National Institutes of Health. They're probably very smart. They're also some of the dumbest human beings on the planet. They say things that are so patently ridiculous. You should be stunned that they get on television. It's all falling apart because of stupid, smart people that say really dumb things with no accountability at all. Here's a, a flashback. Here was Mary Gay with Brian Williams, one of the dumbest of the smart people you have ever seen. Here she is. She can't seem to do basic math. She's discussing the amount of money Michael Bloomberg spent on his failed presidential campaign. I want you to listen to her math equation. You don't have to be a mathematics PhD to figure out how dumb this is. Check this out. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. 
Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I've got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does it does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Do you even need a calculator to, to figure out how dumb that is? If you're a liberal, you may. This is these are the people on television telling you how racist America is, how we should investigate and lock up congressmen, political uh, political associates of Donald Trump. People like Fauci telling you, you know, waving you off hydroxychloroquine, waving you off the lab leak theory. The stupid, smart people. Here, last story, because it relates to this entire theme today of stupid, smart people leading institutions that are falling apart in the Wall Street Journal. This story is important. Folks, you cannot trust the government. The IRS leak story is extremely damaging. Did you hear this story? ProPublica has gotten a hold of some very wealthy people's tax returns and they're threatening more leaks in the future. Again, I do not care what your position, I care, but for the purposes of this segment, I don't care what your position on taxes are. Tax the wealthy, don't tax the wealthy. That is ir- totally irrelevant to the topic at hand right now. Your information you send to the government under the air of confidentiality should remain confidential. It is not, you cannot trust anyone in the government anymore. Wall Street Journal opinion, return to the IRS scandal. Someone leaked the tax information of individuals to serve the left's agenda. They leaked out this tax information. Convenient timing, right? When Biden's trying to raise taxes on the rich, because now what are they doing? They're going, oh, look at Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett. Look what they pay in taxes. The journal says, hey, allow us to fill in the blank. The story arrived just in time amid the Biden administration's effort to pass the largest tax increase as a share of the economy since 1968. The Democratic argument for a tax hike is that the rich should pay their fair share. The ProPublica story is a long argument that somehow the rich don't pay enough. The timing here is no coincidence, comrades. No, I'll bet it isn't. It's time for a major house cleaning, ladies and gentlemen. Our institutions are falling apart because of the play of stupid smart people. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please set your DVR for my Fox News show again, 10 p.m. Saturday night. Really appreciate it. I don't want to, sorry to get them, need to beat you over the head about it, but I, we made us number one. And they really appreciate it. We put a lot of work into the show, so it means a lot. Thank you very much. And check out my show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. See you all on radio in a little while. You just heard Dan Bongino.